So let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey everybody, welcome to Outposts of Heaven, the podcast. My name is Andrew Jordan. I am here as always with the lovely, the beautiful, the one and only, Emily K. Jordan. (laughs) You know what's actually really crazy? What? Is there's an Emily Jordan in the Baton Rouge area who's also an artist. Really? Yeah, and she has a podcast. Really? Yes. How have we not reached out to her yet? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I saw I saw something about it on Instagram, and I was like, oh my gosh, what? Is she like in a similar, like, I don't know, like a uh, niche as you, art-wise no, or podcast No, I think she wise? has like a fitness podcast. Oh. But she does like art, I mean, we're too. like a fitness podcast. For the spirit. For the soul. <laughs> um, oh gosh. Did, haven't we done a physical fitness episode, though? Probably, I mean, having probably. it. I mean, the COVID episodes when we had like one a day for like three weeks. That was exhausting. It was more but than that, we, wasn't it? we hit like a bunch of topics. Yeah, I think we did cover exercise during the pandemic. Yeah, I don't even know. We covered a lot. Yeah, we did. Uh, Emily Jordan, my wife, the co-host. Yes. The. The not one and only. <laughs> the The heart. Behind Outpost Heaven, the podcast, we are here today to talk about something fun. Uh, We had a ton of listener engagement on Instagram about this episode. So people, yeah, I don't know if people will care to listen about it, but people are very eager to talk about it. Yeah, we reached out um, to, I guess, get your feedback and tips about how to overcome or how to act during homesickness. Yep. Um, and we got a lot of responses, so we're excited to share them today and to kind of just talk about homesickness. Yep. Andrew, when have you felt homesick? Um, I think I've gone through like a evolution or like a... Uh, a growth process. No, I'll say evolution. Evolution in my understanding of what the word homesick meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first, when I think about homesickness, I guess I really kind of felt it for the first time uh, on my mission when I was uh, when I was in Russia. I I never really felt homesickness when I was like at at camps when I was younger or when I would go away for a few weeks um my we have lots of stories where like my brothers and i would both go to camps my parents would drop us off and i was like all right guys love you peace out and i would <laughs> like i would be totally fine and my brothers would fall to the ground and and uh they would struggle uh, at least I'm when they're sure younger they, they appreciate that you're saying that no like they they are like <laughs> they're listening to this. no like logan and logan and i've talked about this logan is much more uh naturally emotionally connected to yeah, people he is. He, he's much better at like that whole aspect of relationships i'm sorry <laughs> he is. <laughs> yeah he is he is he's better at that and that was evident uh, as a kid and, and for me I, I never really 
felt like a real homesickness until I was in some really hard situations in Russia. And um, I didn't like the idea of feeling homesick because in my mind, what homesickness was, was like debilitating. Mm -hmm. Like it was like being sick. It wasn't like, oh, I love that about home or, oh, I would like to be home to be doing that or like those kind of things. Uh, but it was something like debilitating where I wasn't enjoying life as much or wasn't, I don't know, or I wasn't allowing myself to, I don't know. Uh, and then on my mission, I realized, oh, you know what? Like being homesick just means like feeling uncomfortable about my current new situations or a new environment and missing the familiarity of the past yeah it's it's missing familiarity Mm -hmm. it's like recognizing that oh like that was really nice like i really missed that about home like i it's just missing things Mm -hmm. it's it's like it's retroactively recognizing the beauty that you had yeah um and uh that's when i really felt it and then i married you and then i like unlocked all of these things that people call emotions (laughs) And I have to deal with it on a much more frequent basis. So thank you for that. I love you. Oh, you're welcome. Anytime. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. I think my experience with homesickness is a lot like more than what you went through. Um, I remember as a kid, I distinctly remember um, when we, uh, I was probably, I don't, I can't even say. It was before I was 10 because we moved when I was 10. So... I would go over to my cousin's house for sleepovers and she lived like an hour and a half away and they would, we would have like family dinner and my aunt and uncle and my cousins would like take me back with them. Oh, did you do the whole thing where you like And so cried? like, like you go out an hour and then you're like, I can't handle it. And you sob and then like they drive you all the way back. Like I did that a couple times. That is I know. Awful. I can't even, like, I'm so embarrassed. That is <laughs> awful. I, I can't believe you did that. <laughs> but then there were some times that, like, I stayed. And I was, like, so... And I don't even know if it was, like, homesick or just, like, stress. I don't know. I, I don't even know why I would do it, but I would get so emotional about it. Um, but really, I think the m- most experience that I have with, like, homesickness um, isn't really, like, missing home like being away from home knowing that you're going to go back to home like yes there was like mission experiences um because like i knew that i was going to go back home but the majority of my experiences probably came from moving so like you're homesick for the place that you moved away from but you know you're never going back right you know so it's not like you're like like you're counting down the days or counting down to this time that you're going to be back in that place or back home, quote unquote, mm-hmm. because you're not going back. Um, so that's kind of like the, the homesickness type that I've experienced the most, probably. Just moving around a lot. I don't think yeah. I, maybe I mentioned that, but we moved around a lot growing up, which gave me a ton of awesome experiences. And I'm actually really, really grateful for it, even though in the in the moment, it was super hard, but yeah. I'm so grateful for it, and it's shaped my life completely. So yeah, I mean, you talked about you. For, for me, you asked what was like my first experience. Oh no, I just said how. No, well, yes, my, my first experience was the like my real first experience was like Russia, probably. Right. 
I said, when have you felt homesick? I think you said first. I don't know. We'll go back and listen. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure it um, but I will forever and always be homesick for mountains unless I'm in mountains. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that's the same thing as homesick or not, but I, I feel that like there's longing. Like a, there's like a... Um, a similarity or some sort of like tie between like homesickness and nostalgia and like idealizing and romanticism, which we'll get into later. Yeah, because I, I, as we were talking about this episode, I realized that I have a different approach to some of these things than than you do, mm-hmm. and then some of our listeners do. Yeah. So, how do you want to do this? Well, I was actually really surprised. We put up a poll, and we had a few hundred people answer. Um, but I mean, I wasn't surprised by this. 97% of people said that they have experienced being homesick. I was like, okay, who hasn't? But I guess there were some people that really don't know what it is like to be homesick. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was really surprised that 20% of people said that they are currently homesick. I thought that number was pretty high. Do you feel like that's high? I think it just depends on how you, like, how you... How you define it, and like to yeah. what extent, like, like how, what percentage of, like, are they? Not percentage, or, yeah. Right. How homesick are you? Because I would, I feel like I'm still a little bit homesick for Utah, but I'm not like homesick, like crying and causing myself anxiety about it right, right. now. Well, it's it's like the, it's kind of like the word anxiety, right? Right. We're so, saying like anxious, like I'm anxious sometimes, but like I would not use like in. In a way, I am anxious or I have anxiety, but I would never actually use that because there's like such because of like the clinical connotation. Mm-hmm. And so I like mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are hesitant to say homesick, including myself. I'll say myself. I don't know about a lot of people. I'm hesitant to say homesick because I don't want all of like the extra connotations that mm-hmm. come along with that, the extra baggage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's difficult because you don't know where people are actually coming from when they say that. That they are right. homesick. Right, right. But, yeah. I mean, I guess you look at the pandemic and everything that's been happening the past year. You could be, like, in the neighboring town and be, like, homesick for your parents. I mean, heck, I you guess. could be... Like, that you haven't seen your parents in months. You, you could know, have, like, like, not moved and you could be homesick because you just... Because, like, we exist as humans not just in place, but... Or not just in space, but in time, mm-hmm. right? And so you, you don't... It's not just missing a place but you you become nostalgic for a time in that place mm-hmm. because ever, because yeah so with that in mind then you could be homesick for a time that or a happened. phase of life yeah or a phase of life like yeah. that, i could totally see that yeah, yeah absolutely we asked everybody what their solutions for overcoming homesickness were right mm-hmm. do you want to go over those Yes, I would love to. We had a lot, a ton of responses, lots of repeats. So, I don't know. How do you want to tackle this? Just, like, go? Uh, I say let's just, <laughs> let's let's just go. go. And then if we have something to say about it, we'll um, say it. I'm, I'm really interested because we haven't thought about this a ton beforehand, at least this one aspect that I'm about to bring up. Uh, so, I'm interested to see how we can approach dealing with homesickness in a Christ-centered manner. Mm-hmm. I think I have a few ideas, but I'm really um, interested to I hear have you. one at the end that okay. someone shared that I was like, oh my gosh, boom, mind blown, mic dropped. Like, yeah. Okay. All okay. Right. So, um, the first one, stay busy. This one was by far the most common response. Yeah. 
This one I, I definitely agree with. In some ways, it's not really a solution. Because you're kind of like pushing it away. Right. But you do, it, it. I mean, to some point, you do need to stay busy so that you don't end up wallowing. Right. I think this is a really good one in companionship or in accompaniment, accompaniment with other of the solutions listed on here. Yeah. If your only solution is to stay busy, you're not really going to be dealing with your emotional state healthily right because this is not really a list of like how to shut down homesickness like we're not shutting it down or like kicking it under the rug like these are things to maybe help you accept it and like grow in it right yeah so okay recreate moments food and traditions i like that a lot this one's fun do you think this This one one, this one came from a couple of people that are not from the united states that live, um, that live here. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I mean, uh, I think this one gets at my approach to homesickness or I guess life. And we'll, we'll talk about my approach later, but we can talk about it right now. But recreating your moments, foods, and traditions in some ways is going to make you more homesick. Isn't Sometimes. it? Sometimes. Well, some of these might. Like, um, like for example, visiting home. Um Like, if you're constantly going back, or maybe, like, maybe in your moment of, like, feeling so incredibly homesick, like, you end up buying a plane ticket and going home, that could be a solution, or it could be, like, a really bad idea. Yeah. So, So it just really depends on the person. I have no idea. So, is homesickness a bad thing? I don't think so. Maybe that should have been addressed earlier. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's, it can be a bad thing when you are not able to embrace your new place or your new phase of life. And all you want to do is go back to the past. Yeah. And I guess that's when I think it's a bad thing. Like, why are you like, why do we feel homesickness? Like, what is it about, about our home or about the previous place we lived that makes us feel this kind of melancholy longing? I don't know. <laughs> well, let's look at you specifically. Let's like, think of an area that you feel homesick for right now. You feel homesick for Utah still? Yeah, I still feel a little bit homesick for Utah. So, why do but you But I think I think it's I mean, like you said I really miss the mountains. Um, I don't miss the snow right now because I'm like so, happy so, to be here where so it's warm. You're talking about like things that you liked, but like yeah, what I miss like I miss being on student campus like i miss that like student lifestyle Mm -hmm. i miss being around a ton of people that believe the exact same things that i do i'm just thinking about the episode that we recently recorded with tessa hopman Mm -hmm. um about shadow values and i'm trying to think like what are the like what are the core values that are that drive you to feel homesick probably like the need for familiarity and like all of that is familiar and i came to love it and so like now i don't have it and so like i miss being so familiar maybe or i miss the control maybe it's the control maybe i have control issues no no, no. like think about our episode with with tessa we're not necessarily like wanting to be in control of your surroundings 
is a yeah, is yeah, not yeah. a bad thing. No, right? that makes sense. That makes sense. Like wanting to know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Like w- wanting to know what kind of food is normal. What kind of things are okay to do and are not okay to do. And like that's normal. And that's mm-hmm. that's not a bad thing. Right. So it's a desire to to be like a. We felt this when we travel. Like it's super fun to travel and it's exciting, but you feel like a newbie. Mm-hmm. in those countries because you don't you don't feel like you're in control you don't feel like you're in control because you're like i don't know the the cultural norms even if i speak the language here like i don't know like what's expected what's not expected like mm-hmm. i could just be i'm like a bumbling idiot walking around like i'm not <laughs> in control and I, I don't know like i don't know the streets i don't know the food i don't know i don't know how this money works <laughs> this money works uh and so there's like this feeling of like a loss of control yeah Oh, I understand that. Like a loss of almost like safety as well, mm-hmm. and which makes it exciting to travel away from home. Mm-hmm. But you also lose that kind of security yeah. when you change home. Let's move forward. Let's move forward. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, look at pictures and intentionally remember. I think that's a good one too, but it can also make you more sad. So I don't know. All I feel like all of these are like, None of them are solutions to, like, get rid of homesickness, but they're all ways that you can, like, sit in it and, like, grow. Yeah. Too well, I mean, it's let's keep going because I, I think there's a pattern that's going to mm-hmm. develop after the next two or three that I want to bring up. Okay. FaceTiming. Just in general. Just use Face, FaceTime more. FaceTiming. Doesn't matter who you FaceTime. <laughs> just FaceTime more. FaceTime. Yeah. Okay. Meet and serve new people. As it called people back home. FaceTime people back home. Well, yes. Meet and serve people. Yes. Cool. Displaying photos of your previous place or your home in your new home. Okay. All right. Let's do the next one, and then I want to say something. Gratitude lists. That one's cool. I like yeah, that. I like that. Okay. So it seems like there are kind of two approaches here. Okay. Or there are two veins, and they may be mutually exclusive. I don't think they have to be. I think healthily they will not be, but I, I wonder if people will take one versus the other. Um, route, I guess. Uh, one route wants you to be more focused on the present and not think about the past. Mm-hmm. It wants you to be a Jedi, right? You're only thinking about the present. Okay. Uh, like stay busy, um, meet and serve new people, gratitude list. The, the, those kind of focus on like, Let's focus on right now. Uh, and these others, like recreating moments, uh, looking at pictures, intentionally remembering, FaceTiming, uh, displaying photos, those are looking back. And I, I think I've seen in, in people that, like a, a tendency to, to go for one versus the other. I don't think I've paid attention to people enough like that. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like you can do... I don't think really there's one way or the other. I think that people can do this simultaneously. I mean, I agree that they can be done simultaneously, but I feel like naturally your inclination is to do one or the other. Okay, maybe. Do you not think so? No, I mean, maybe. I haven't analyzed (laughs) people's homesickness like this before. (laughs) Okay. But I, I feel like in my life, I feel like I go through phases where I'm either doing one or the other. I'm like staying busy Mm. or I'm like... Like, I am indulging my my longing. Okay. 
I thought you meant that like that one person will always choose this way. Not always, but I think individuals might tend to choose one way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like in a hundred homesickness like situations, being homesick, they'll choose one way eighty-five times out okay. of hundred. Uh, or maybe they switch back and forth, but it's never something that like not never. I think it's much more difficult to do both of those or utilize both of these methods simultaneously. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't think it's, I think it's, for it's me, as natural. For me, I I feel like I jump back and forth, but I think I lean more towards like remembering the past. Yeah. Which is funny because I have like the memory of a goldfish. Like I have the worst <laughs> memory ever. <laughs> so it's not really like remembering details. It's just like reminiscing. Yeah. It's like yeah. remembering like the color or the smell associated with yeah. a place. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I spent 10 years there. Purple. I know. Pumpkin. Purple. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, but I, 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 my argument that I will make in a few minutes is that both should be employed simultaneously and uh, synergetically. Okay. So where was I? Decorating your new place? Visiting. Definitely, definitely agree with that one. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Especially like I'm thinking of a place that we lived out east. For a while, when mm-hmm. we first moved in, it was, like, really hard. I had a really hard time. Yeah, well, we were, like, renting a townhouse that was furnished, um, like, not with our stuff. <laughs> it was, like, it was a great townhouse, um, and we're really appreciative. But it was, like, this family went on vacation for three months to Italy. And so we just kind of, like, moved in with our suitcases and, like, used all of their furnishings. Which was really strange because none of it was like us or ours. Yeah. And so we had to really figure out like how to make the space more of us for the three months we were going to be there. Yeah. And once we like like really decorated it, and I think decorate uh, more than just like decorate, I, I would say uh, create an environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so we... Had we we bought some pictures of Christ and we took some family photos and got candles and we played music a lot like our music and we did all of our our family things and we created and like intentionally cultivated an environment in that home mm-hmm. and that made a huge difference and I was less focused on like the alienness of the space yeah definitely okay visiting home we talked about that. Prayer. Um, this one was said by someone that actually said prayer in the sacrament. And I thought that was interesting because whenever I think of taking the sacrament, I think more of like, man, I really sucked this week. Here's to a better week. Let's take the sacrament. <laughs> and then it's like oh, a, a fresh for, start. <laughs> for our listeners who are not members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, when we say the sacrament, we're... Referring to the Lord's Supper, taking of the bread and water to remember the the sacrifice of Christ. Right. And so then in taking the sacrament, you're renewing your baptismal covenant. So like each week is like a, a brand new start as if you had just been baptized again. And so like every Sunday, I feel like before I take the sacrament, I'm like, here's all the things I sucked at. <laughs> so let's like take the sacrament and start all over. 
Um, but I thought that was really amazing that she said prayer and the sacrament for overcoming homesickness. Because, yes, the atonement of Jesus Christ wasn't just for, like, our sins and forgiving our sins. It was for him to completely feel everything that we've ever gone to and for us to feel completely in partnership with Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, and going back to our discussion earlier, Mm -hmm. uh, homesickness, uh, at least in many cases, is the outward effects of not having your need for security or control met. And so if you are feeling like you're insecure and you don't you're you don't control the environment and you're not familiar one way to have that need met besides you know that one way to have that met is to just become in control become familiar and all those things and that eventually happens but another way is to have your need for security met by the savior and so like when you partake of the sacrament when you pray you invite the spirit to come into your life and and you promise to live a more righteous life, and you try and uh, do all the things you're supposed to be doing, and so the Spirit's going to be in your life more, and so you're going to have that need met more by my Heavenly Father. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. I like that too. Going on adventures. We love this one. Yeah. We utilize that all the time. Yep. So this is something we're currently dealing with. Yes. Uh, so... When you live in a place for a while, your adventures take on the flavor of the place you're, you're living in, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you move to a new place, you're not always able to perpetuate that flavor. Right. So what do you do? How do you well, say... It's like you, you take adventures in a place, you go on adventures in, in one place for so long that you, you're... Vent, like you're adventures or how do I say this your desire for adventure begins to take on the flavor of that place you lived and then you go somewhere else and you can't have that same flavor so what do you do well I mean we're still trying to figure that out but like in Utah we really loved going into the mountains hiking camping um all that and here it's different um we can still go on lots of hikes but they're not I mean they're not the same no but I think it's just trying to like like, we've developed a part of our family culture that loves hiking and being outdoors. And so we're continuing that piece of our family culture here, even though it's different. Yeah. Well, um, and that, that's super hard for me specifically per, um, because when I was having a really hard time, I would tell Emily, like, hey, like, I just need to go up into the mountains. And so I would pack a little backpack and I would just go into the mountains for several hours like he could walk from our front porch into the mountains oh it was so great (laughs) this struggle we have to do we have we have is not necessarily needing our adventures to be the same Mm -hmm. like you can take the same flavor and just have your adventures be rooted and in some ways it's easier here in louisiana to have that as a part of our family culture this is, you know, one, one solution, I think, to homesickness is looking at the positives of the place you're in. I think we talked about that gratitude list before. Mm-hmm. Um, but because there are so many short hikes and like nature walks, really, that have very little elevation change, we're able to take the kids on all of them. And they can do it. And they, and they can do it. Yeah. The kids wouldn't be able to do most of the hikes that we were doing in Utah. No, 
Nope. Because they were intense. And they weren't even intense. Like a normal hike would be like, would have elevation change that would be too exhausting for them probably. Right. At this age. I mean, Ruth is two and she can like, I do air quotes, hike a mile, mile and a half. Yeah. It's it's more like a nature walk, but she does it by herself. Yeah. And, and so she that, wouldn't be really able to do about. that if we were in Utah. And that, it's, it's difficult. It's, it's hard not to like be bitter about it. Yeah. But we're trying to embrace all the good things. Mm-hmm. So, um, stay open-minded, just like we just said, mm-hmm. and find things that you love about your new environment. Yep. yep. We talked about that. Loving what... Okay. She said this. I quoted this because it was said so perfectly, I think. Loving what I wouldn't have if I was home. That's Does that beautiful. make sense? Yeah. Be, why don't you explain it? But that is beautiful. Well, like sometimes you think like, wow, like you try to put yourself back to where you were. Like, okay. If we were in Utah, like, what would we, like, what would we be missing out from here? Right. Does that make sense? Like, think about all the people that we've met. Think about all the experiences yeah, it's that like we've had, the places we've gone. Hypothetical FOMO. Right. Yeah. It's not like it's like you. It's easy to have FOMO, but you should have like, what would your FOMO look like if you weren't here? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the negative way of saying what she said. Yeah. But I love that, like, realizing that there are things that can only be had by the experiences you're having in the time and place that you are currently. Yeah. Um, this next one I thought was really meaningful, too. Get off or ignore social media. I think that's a place where, um, at least I know us females get a little bit. Us families wrapped up in easily um i think guys do as well it's different so? I, I think it is different but okay. i think guys do as well yeah it's easy to like see our friends doing stuff or like not even friends but like people that we knew or followed that are from our previous area but it's like wow oh my gosh look at what they're doing or, oh they went to this place or oh they're with these people it's like just get off until you feel like you're happy where you're at yeah and i think for me the big thing with this one is uh if you are sad in any kind of way stay off of social media in general yeah really because social media is not a place to find happiness no. <laughs> right like it is usually a place where like, it can be a happy place but if yeah. you're sad you're probably not going to like find true happiness especially if you're just scrolling, scrolling right like if you're yeah. saying like, oh, you know what? Like, the church, like, my church has a really great Instagram page or a really great Facebook page. Or, or my friend like. posts really inspirational content. Yeah. I'm going to go read these, like, intentionally reading uplifting content on yeah. Instagram. Is Scrolling fine. is, Scrolling in will most just cases, <laughs> in most cases, will not bring happiness. Right. I just feel like you wasted your time. Okay. Um, cry a lot. Don't try to hold it all in all the time. I think it's fine to cry. I've done it. So where, where do you find the balance, though, between, like, just... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you, I'm not an expert. You shouldn't, like, hold it all in, but you also shouldn't wallow. And so where do well, you Well, I think it's the... okay to wallow occasionally, but I don't know. Just find a balance. Find your own balance. 
I don't know. I feel like when thank we, you for tuning in to thank you for Outpost tuning in heaven. to us. Find your own dang bath. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've claimed several times we're not experts. So. <laughs> <laughs> we try and say something else. So. Try and add to that conversation a little uh, bit. Yeah. Well, how do you do it? So, well, I'm trying to think about like the times in my life where we've moved and stuff, and I re- had a really really hard time. Um, I cried a lot, and it's gotten easier. As I get older and as I get more experienced in moving and leaving places. Because your heart gets broken more and more times. I know. My heart gets harder. I'm just kidding. Um, but, yeah. So, I've let myself cry a lot about leaving places and leaving phases. Um, I don't know. I just... I don't know. I think it's okay to cry. And maybe the line... I mean, you'll have to find your own line, but maybe the line is like... Did the cry make me feel, like, relieved and, like, ready to push forward? Or, like, am I crying so much that all I want to do is keep crying and I don't want to move on and I'm feeling sluggish and unmotivated and I don't want to be here? Like, is it spiraling crying or is it like a, let me just get this out so I can move forward? Yeah. But what if you just have to have a spiral cry for a little bit before you... Then maybe you do. I don't know. I don't know. Well, there you have it. We don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's a hard one. Yeah, and I think, I think you can kind of just like feel the difference. Yeah. Like maybe that comes from having conversations with your spouse or your friends and trying to figure out how to do it. I mean, if you find yourself not proactively doing other things to overcome your homesickness and all you're doing is crying, maybe that's what it is. But if you are crying and you're trying to do other stuff, like. You're probably on the right yeah. path. No, that, that's a good, yeah. There good, you go. Good job, Andrew. There you go. There's Thank your... You. There you go. <laughs> there's a takeaway that might be worth something. Okay. Um, this is something that you have something to say about. Yep. Don't idealize the past. So, uh, we've had a conver- like several conversations about this. Mm-hmm. Um, and what did you say about romanticizing one time that brought this conversation up? Do you remember what you said? No, that was like a year ago. You don't, I don't, rem- you don't no. remember everything you said, every conversation? I ever? told you I have the memory of a gold dish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that, um, and I, I kind of feel weird saying this because I'm not like the super emotional one, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that when we say we shouldn't romanticize things, we are doing ourselves a disservice and we are trying to deprive ourselves of wonder. And of like grandeur mm-hmm. in little things. Uh, I think life should be romanticized and idealized past, present, and future. That's a very unpopular opinion. Yep. And it's mine. I, no, I, I think I agree with you too. Um, I, I, I need get, to flush it out first. For, uh, for, for, go, ahead, go ahead. Like right now? No, I, I'm going to, but say, oh, okay. say what you're going to say. Well, like I, I understand where this person's coming from, and I've definitely held that opinion for a long time that like um, we shouldn't be idealizing the past, um, because, I mean, I I get into this so easily where I'm like, oh, life was so much easier then, or life was so much better then, or everything was perfect then, and that's just not true. Like there were things that I hated about being a student. There were things that I hated about Utah. There, you know, like there. Not everything was beautiful and perfect like I think or I perceive it now. Except if, the if that makes sense. 
Except the mountains are always beautiful. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, there's a place for that, I and, think. And I think uh, there are lots of caveats, right? Anytime there's a, con- like a, a, not a contradictory, what's the word? Contradiction? No, unpopular opinion. Okay, yes. Uh, lots of caveats and asterisks. I think that romanticization and idealization are dangerous when they include than statements. Okay, so explain. Uh, so I think that when we selectively romanticize mm-hmm. or we selectively idealize, that's when we get in a bad, a bad spot. For so, example? For example, if we say, if we decide to only romanticize the past, then our present and future will always be less than. Because we will say, that was better than this. this. Okay. Um, and so it, if you're going to romanticize, better. romanticize it all. Yeah. Basically. It's like it's, all or nothing. Right. And so the problem is if you romanticize anything other than, if you romanticize anything other than everything, then it's going to, it's going to bring about negative consequences. So if you romanticize the past, you're not going to enjoy the present and you're not going to look forward to the future. So romanticize the past, romanticize the now and, and romanticize right. the future. And if you romanticize the I now. Like that. And you don't romanticize the past, then you won't love the past. You won't love the places you came from, and you won't love the things you experienced. And if you're not romanticizing the future, then you're not going to be as excited about what's coming next. You're just going to be excited about what's now. Mm-hmm. And if you are, you know, we talk about this like with the kids, like, like sometimes you'll say, "Oh, I never want them to change." <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, "No, I, I love this phase." But I'm also really excited for the next phase. Mm-hmm. And so you don't want to just romanticize the future either because then you're just going to say, oh, tomorrow's going to be better. Today sucks and yesterday was awful. But if you romanticize everything, uh, you're just going to be so much happier. And some people will say, oh, well, then you're not being realistic. And I, and I would say, well, your perception of reality in a lot of ways makes up your, like, makes up your reality. Right. So, so if you are perceiving it to be amazing, then you're going to believe it's amazing. Right. Because value is something that is entirely determined by perception. So saying something was good or something was awesome or something was lovely or something was hard or something was terrible or something was miserable is entirely based off of your perception. And so if you are constantly romanticizing life, uh, you are going to the the objectively positive things in your life are going to have more value than the objectively negative things in your life. And I think if you are romanticizing everything, it all or if you're romanticizing life and you're finding wonder, I like to I, I love the the term wonder lust. Mm-hmm. And so I just lusting after lusting in like a positive way. There's a lot of negative connotations with lusting, but like just lusting after wonder, like wanting to find wonder in the world. And that's what I think when I think romanticize, like make things romantic, make things wonderful and full of idealism and full of optimism and full of all these great things. Uh, look for those things everywhere. Uh, and if you're looking for those things everywhere, then you can also see the negative things and you can deal with them. The, the, like I said, the problem is when you only romanticize one area or time or phase, 
Because if you only, if you reserve your romantize, romanticize, romanticization, romanticization, I don't know <laughs> the, how to say that correctly, your idealization, no, I like romanticization, there we go, romanticization um, for one area, or if you, re, uh, it's better to say, if you reserve it, uh, yeah, if you reserve it for any one area besides everything, then you set yourself up for failure. My mind is blown. So, romanticize um, away. I really, really, really like that, actually. And I think you're uh, romantic and a big softie. In a manly way. <laughs> you now like that. <laughs> I'm going to die. No, I no. I do like it. No, I really admire you for having that opinion. Actually, yeah. And I just think it, it's so much more fun to love life that way. It is. And, Guys, and if you know Andrew, you know that he loves the heck out of every season of life. I do. And I, he I, loves it. I love every like weather season every season of life i love every place i've been i love every weird looking animal at the zoo i just i love i love things when you romanticize every phase of life and every home and every place i can look back at utah and i can be filled with happiness and i could want to cry because i miss the mountains so much and i miss byu and i miss the camaraderie i had there um, and I can miss raising that phase of life when we were raising our, our young little babies and we were students and I can miss all those wonderful things and be really emotional about it and be upset that that gets gone or I, I miss it, I miss it and not have it take away from anything that's happening now. Cause I am just as I'm just as excited for everything that's going on now. And I romanticize my current situation just as much. So that's my, I, I get what people are saying about the don't idealize the past, yeah. but I would say just instead of don't idealize the past, idealize everything. I really like that. And I like that. It's like such an unpopular opinion probably. Yep. But come at me, bro. Come at me. I'll fight you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this last thing, um, our friend Adrian shared, I'm just going to give her a little shout out right here. Because she talked to me, actually, sent, like, a little Instagram video message thing. And it just, like, really made my day, actually. Um, she kind of told me the story about how she was uh, going to move to California. Like, she grew up in Louisiana, and they were going to move to California. And she was like, what am I doing? Um, and then she felt, like, really, really prompted that she needed they needed to go. And that God created this earth to be our home. And that wherever they are will be their home. And I just thought that was so beautiful. And then at one point, like, they um, they got out of the car or something at this hike. I don't remember exactly all the details. But she, like, looked out at the view and she started crying. And her little boy was like, Mom, why are you crying? And she's like, look at how beautiful this is and, like, this like this life that we have. <laughs> and the little boys were like, okay, okay. mom, <laughs> <No>. psycho. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I just think that's really amazing that God really gave us this whole earth to be our home and to love it and to enjoy it and this life to love and enjoy. Um, and one thing that she mentioned also was um, kind of along the lines of, like, love what I wouldn't have if I was home. So, like thinking about all of the friends that she made and all of the places that she went and all of the experiences that she had with her kids in California and how they wouldn't have had any of that 
adventure, of that discovery, of that bonding as a family in the same way if they would have never gone. So Wonderful. I just love exactly. And I just love that. And I think that's so true as we've had our own experiences traveling and moving around all the time. Um we've come to understand that like there are so many experiences and opportunities out there that Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ have given us and they want us to keep taking and we would be missing out if we didn't do anything. And so it's okay to be homesick. It's okay to leave home. Doing out anything. You mean like no matter what we do, we'll be missing out of something. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for clarifying that. I love you. We're always going to miss out on something if we do nothing. Yeah. Fun one doesn't make sense because you will like always be missing out. You can't right. be experiencing everything. And I love that. I think that's probably the most hippie thing that I will agree with. The earth <laughs> is our home. Yeah. Yep. Any more hippie than that, I probably can't stand it. So So Andrew's become a hippie and a romantic. Gosh. Hope you enjoyed this episode. <laughs> <laughs> this will never be aired. No, we're airing it this week, so. Yep. So, yeah, well, I think this was. Do you have anything else to add about homesickness? Because I think I'm good. I think that how we are applying this, or how we're applying the gospel of Jesus Christ to this concept, uh, God is a being that exists outside of time. Mm -hmm. Right? And so he exists, like, he is all present, always, and everywhere. Right? He is the. And so for him, like, there's no past or present or future, and there's no that or there. It's just it's all laid out before him, whatever that means, however that works. And so that means he feels the love and like the the wonder and and the enthusiasm and the romanticization of every phase of life that we're going through. He feels it for us, and so for him, like he is. Uh, he is basking in all of the wonder and the glory that is every phase of life mm-hmm. at all times. So he's romanticizing the past, the present, and the future. And I'm thinking of a, a, wow, a, a yeah. C.S. Lewis quote where he was talking about um, how the people that make it to heaven uh, will look back on their life on earth and say, I was always in heaven because the heavenly aspects of their existence will be will stick with them and then will will be ris- raised up and he said the people who end up in hell will look at their time on earth and say i was always in hell mm, because of like their perception of their life because your perception really is your reality right like you because your perception determines your allocation of value mm-hmm. And so the, and it's not just like, like, oh, I only focus on the good. So like, those are the only things I see. And those are the only things that matter. Like if you're focusing on the good consistently and you're living a life in accordance with the good, then the good kind of perpetuates itself. And the, the, the value attached to negative experiences isn't as, or negative qualities isn't as high and so like that's that's godly and so if we want 
to be in heaven and love life and think everything's great and, and enjoy all the blessings of communing with God and being in heaven, that we have to, we, it's silly not to start acting like that way right now. Because heaven's more about a, a mentality and a way of life than it is about a geographic location. Mm-hmm. And granted, there's going to be lots of changes and yada, yada, yada. I know, I know, I know. But the, really what it is, it's perception. Heaven is a godly perception of existence. Well, that that was beautiful. Thank you. And I don't have anything to add or else I'm just going to sound dumb. More dumb than I do right now. <laughs> You're not dumb. You're never dumb. Oh, thank you. You're never the fluff. I'm never the fluff. Never. Thank you. I appreciate that actually a lot. Okay. Well, thank you guys for tuning in today. Like, you had to tune in, like, on a radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whenever people say tune in, I always feel like they're, like, tuning in, like, playing static. That's what it is referring to. I know, but they don't, you don't do that right now to find your no, podcast. you're correct. On Apple we podcast. love you guys. <laughs> Keep the faith. Bye.